Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by my favorite college in America, Hillsdale College, which proudly refuses every penny of government funding to remain independent. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to Hillsdale for their sponsorship. It's all quiet in the underground bunker. Doors closed, locks bolted. But the great one isn't just resting on his laurels. He's making sure your weekend is even better by giving you his best. This is the best of Mark Levin. This issue with this communist Chinese spy ship is extraordinarily serious. And people keep asking, well, why would they send it? We have satellites. It's so obvious. It is the latest step in communist Chinese Xi's efforts to test Biden to see if he will even act decisively when America's air security and sovereignty is penetrated. And he failed. Biden failed again. The Joint Chiefs of Staff failed again. Our generals failed again. The Secretary of Defense failed again. Biden's reaction was provocative. Too little, too late. Just like Afghanistan. Provocative. Just like the refusal to build up our military in the face of what communist China is doing is provocative. That's a fact. Now, we also have potential acts of treason taking place at the highest levels of the United States military and intelligence agencies. If, in fact, if, in fact, these so-called balloons entered into United States airspace, violating our sovereignty, when Donald Trump was president and he wasn't told and the Secretary of Defense wasn't told. And the Secretary of State wasn't told. And the head of the intelligence wasn't called, told. And the head of the CIA wasn't told. And the leadership in Congress wasn't told. Then somebody needs to be brought up on treason charges. That's one part of it. But to a man, the former president and his staff, including some who have written nasty things about him, have said it never happened. It never happened. But it did happen. Last week. It did happen. And we did nothing. It was shot out of the sky after it was finished. How much you want to bet? Just a hunch. My hunches are typically right. How much you want to bet that Billy picked up the phone again and called his buddy, the head of the military and communist China, Lee, if he's still there, and said to him, we're going to shoot it down now that it's off the coast of South Carolina and you did what you did. 
You understand, this so-called balloon is not a balloon. It's 200 feet tall, at least three school buses wide. And it's chugging across the Pacific. It moves along the coast of Alaska, where we have very powerful Air Force assets. It comes in over Canada into North America. And it is chugging along at a snail's pace, relatively speaking, over one nuclear missile base after another. For obvious reasons. And nothing happens. Well, don't worry, say one or two generals. We were able to block their transmission. Not only do I question that, but that wasn't the test. Will the United States of America protect its own airspace and sovereignty? And the answer was no. The answer was no. So what do you think the communist Chinese and Xi conclude? Well, if they won't shoot the balloon, or whatever you want to call it, out of the sky for days, until it reaches the coast, having traveled the continental United States, it reaches the coast, the ocean, off of South Carolina. They're not going to go to war with us over Taiwan. No way. No way. This is a scandal. This is another huge scandal and the lies from the Democrat Party and the corrupt media go on and on and on they just keep lying I just want to inform Jonathan Turley who had a pretty good piece the other day about how the media have surrendered impartiality and objectivity he might want to read Unfreedom of the Press how old's that book, Mr. Producer? Four years old? Yeah, we know that. We know it's a problem. Here's John Ratcliffe, former DNI, on Fox News yesterday with the great Maria Bartiroma. Cut to go. And the Department of Defense is claiming that uh, there were three balloons. Chinese spy balloons that entered the United States airspace during the Trump administration and that they were not shot down and they were not disclosed. Can you please tell us the truth and if that's true? Well, it's not true. I can I can refute it. Um, uh, former Secretary of Defense uh, Mark Esper refuted it yesterday. Sec- former Secretary of State and CIA Director Mike Pompeo has refuted it. But Maria, the American people can refute it for themselves. Um, uh, do you remember during the Trump administration when uh, photographers on the ground and commercial airline pilots were talking about a uh, spy balloon over the United States uh, that people could look up and see even with the, with the naked eye and that a media that hated Donald Trump wasn't reporting? I don't remember that either because it didn't happen. This is a very important point. Isn't it amazing to you how the media kick in right behind the Biden propaganda effort? The morning schmoes and his ilk, low lowlifes of that kind. 
They should be furious if there were Chinese balloons in our airspace, over our territory, violating our sovereignty. And they didn't know about it. But the idea that this massive whatever it is is floating around and pilots didn't see it, whether military pilots or commercial pilots, thousands of flights a day, the idea that that somebody on the ground didn't see it as somebody on the ground in Montana saw this one is so ridiculous. But they lie. Biden lies. He lies about his own mental health. He lies about his own record. He lies about race. He lies about the economy. He lies about the border. He's a liar. He is a sick man in so many ways. And so are those that march behind him clicking their heels. And that include the media. And so you have people like Cory Booker coming out and say, isn't it hypocritical what happened under Trump? Nobody said anything. Did Cory Booker know that it happened under Trump? When did he learn that? You're a United States senator. If this took place during Trump's administration, did you know about it? Because you didn't say anything. Of course they didn't know about it. Because it's a lie. I believe it was a lie. And it's really appalling. It's shocking. It's shocking. They tested Biden, and Biden blinked, as he always does. Biden blinked. Biden official, this is Breitbart. Admits U.S. previously unaware of Chinese spy balloons that flew during Trump administration. A Biden administration official confirmed that the United States was unaware of the Chinese spy balloons that flew over the United States during the Trump administration until after he left office. Does this not concern you folks if this is true? The unnamed defense official confirmed to Fox News that Chinese spy balloons traveled over the United States at least three times during previous administration, specifically in Florida and Texas. The former president and his top security and defense officials have refuted this claim, but the Biden official noted the balloons remained undetected until after he had left office. Does this make sense to you, Mr. Producer? We have spy satellites, too. We have satellites, we were told, that could look into the retina of a human being from outer space. These aren't hypersonic missiles, which we can also pick up. These are these massive, we'll call them balloons, and they didn't know they were there. So that doesn't make any sense, America. That doesn't make any sense either. Not to me. But Monica Showalter at the American Thinker, she makes a lot of sense to me. She says the Millie boys at the Pentagon would come up with a new public relations save for Joe Biden and his pathetic indecisiveness about a China spy balloon brazenly traversing the continental United States before it was shot down over the Atlantic. 
According to the Pentagon's website, Defense.gov, the balloon did not pose a military or physical threat. Still, its intrusion into American airspace over several days was an unacceptable violation of U.S. sovereignty. The official said Chinese balloons briefly transited the continental United States at least three times during the past administration. Now, ladies and gentlemen, our Defense Department at the senior levels is disgusting. Disgusting. The balloon did not pose a military physical threat. How do they know that? It's intrusion. It was an unacceptable violation. Really? Well, you didn't act like it. And besides, it happened at least three times during the prior administration. Again, if that's true, every one of these bastards should be court-martialed. Because the commander-in-chief obviously didn't know. But the lowlifes like Joe Scalbert, yes, Chinese spy balloons flew over, yes, when Trump was in office too. Well, that fixed everything, you jackass. Not one time, two times, three times. Except the former Secretary of Defense, Mark Esper, who despises Trump, said no, it didn't. The former head of the Defense Department's And the former Secretary of State and CIA Director, Pompeo, said, no, it didn't. You heard Radcliffe. No, it didn't. And you're going to hear later in the program Rick Grinnell, who says, no, it didn't. Who are you going to believe? You're going to believe the media that lie day in and day out? You're going to believe General Milley that gave the enemy a heads up? Oh, don't worry. If we're attacking uh, you... uh, We'll give you a heads up. Goes around the commander-in-chief. You're going to believe that? No. Fact of the matter is, this administration lies and lies and lies. The Democrat Party lies and lies and lies. And the media lie and lie and lie. Time and again. There's no excuse for this. None whatsoever. That damn thing should have been shot down the minute it came into the airspace of the United States around the state of Alaska. That's it. And if Biden could actually speak and think on his own feet, he would have immediately held a five-minute speech and told the American people, we will not tolerate China violating our airspace and our sovereignty. That's the message. Mark Levin. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in America with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, house plants, much, much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation 
forever. My wife Julie and I decided it was time to add more flowering trees to our landscape, and Fast Growing Tree was a great resource for us. A large selection and no hassle ordering or shipping. This spring they have the best deals online, up to half off on selected plants and other deals, and listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code LEVIN at checkout. L-E-V-I-N. Now that's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using code LEVIN at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code L-E-V-I-N. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Please visit fastgrowingtrees.com for details. Making your weekend even better. This is the best of Mark Levin. You know, it's interesting. People have been writing about critical race theory for many, many years. Many years. And they've done a great job. Michael Gonzalez over at the Heritage Foundation. Chris Rufo, as you know, the Manhattan Institute. And others who deserve great credit for all the work and study they've done. I decided to look at this myself, honestly. I'd never heard of it before. So some years passed. And I went back to the founders of this ideology and so forth and so on. And I was hell-bent on making it a national issue and bringing it to your attention, 14 and a half million of you. On radio, on TV, on, on Levin TV, on digital. And we have. And then we put it in perspective. A very important context. How Marxism, the cancer, the poison of Marxism is spreading throughout. And we raise that too, whether it's so-called climate change. And these various assaults on the family and sexuality and so forth and so on. Open borders, that they're all, they're all the same ideological persuasion. And of course, this necessitates the destruction of any support for American history, American principles, for America, period. Because in the end, it's all about Marxism. And the modern Marxists, the American Marxists, have, as I've talked about and we've discussed, customized... Marxism, they've tailored it for our times and they've tailored it for this country. Because the proletariat, the vast working class, was never going to rise up and overthrow this country. Because in this country it's called, Marxist terms, the middle class. And the middle class is not going to overthrow itself. The Marxists have always hated the Industrial Revolution. Because it demonstrated, in the end, that Marxism was a vile, impossible, disastrous, deadly experiment. Marxism really wasn't even that new. He kind of stole some ideas from here and there, but that's okay. In fact, when Marx was alive, he wasn't even that well known. 30, 40 years after his death, he was embraced. 
including by American intellectuals who would go on to identify themselves as progressives, create their own nomenclature, because that's what they do. They mislead. Nicole Hannah-Jones, the 1619 Project, Nicole Hannah-Jones is not a historian. She's not trained with that skill set. She's a hater and a bigot in my view. And when she was in college, she wrote very, very racist things about white people. She's very angry, has a big chip on her shoulder. And in my view, she's committed to the destruction of the country. She's certainly not alone. Absolutely not alone. And she's made a lot of money doing it. She's gotten a lot of fame in the right circles doing it. And she's been promoted from day one by the New York Times, which has always been anti-American and anti-freedom. Stories about which I've explained to you before. And so she's on the Morning Joe show, Nicole Hannah-Jones, because it's Black History Month. And so I guess they figure over there at MSNBC and the Morning Schmo show that who else would you talk to but Nicole Hannah-Jones, who's been condemned by many as intellectually deceitful and dishonest about her portrayal of American history. And she's being interviewed by David Ignatius, a longtime hack for the Washington Compost. Cut 16, go. Speak with us about whether, broadly speaking, you still see, in Martin Luther King's words, the, the arc of history bending toward justice on these issues. As you look at America, are people... Uh, adjusting to thinking about being challenged by these ideas and are we moving in a positive direction or do you see something that's frozen you you notice how he doesn't confront her because he's a coward and a fraud and a phony in my view what nicole hannah jones is promoting is racism and hatred and marxism She's not promoting our history, American history. She's certainly not doing that. And Ignatius doesn't challenge her, doesn't take her on. Talks about Martin Luther King's words, the arc of history. And as I've explained to you many times here and in my book, Martin Luther King's goal, as he said in his I Have a Dream speech, is a colorblind society. Where skin color doesn't matter. For critical race theory, skin color is everything. And to be colorblind is a sellout to the white dominant culture. Critical race theorists reject Martin Luther King. Now when they write among themselves and they write their own books and they write their own essays and speak at seminars... In essence, they'll tell you that without mentioning his name. But when they're confronted publicly about it, no, 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 no. Yes, we need to move in new directions, but I respect Martin Luther King Jr. Go ahead. Well, you know, uh, 
Of course, I have tremendous respect for Dr. King. But uh, what I would argue is that uh, the arc of the universe doesn't bend one way or another. We bend it. Right. So when we when we think that it bends naturally towards justice, then I think it really alleviates us of the necessity uh, to act in ways that bring about the country that we want. So if it bends towards justice, it's because we have made a decision as a people that we want to be a country that is more just. And we are in a challenging period right now. We saw the, the racial reckoning of 2020. It was very short-lived. And then we saw really a, a racial backlash. And I think we're still in that period. So we've always had these kind of two souls. Dr. King also said America is a schizophrenic nation, right? That we can hold uh, opposing ideals in our head at the same time. And I think what we have to decide as Americans is, is which country do we want to be? Do we want right, so to be- far, she hasn't said anything. Has she said anything, Rich? She hasn't said a damn thing. Go ahead. The country that begins in 1619 with the practice of slavery? Or we, we, weren't, we, be- we weren't the country that began in 1619 with the practice of slavery. We didn't begin in 1619. This is a lie, and she keeps perpetuating it. And do you want to know why? Because they can't defend 1776 as a country beginning in slavery, even though they've tried desperately to do that. Desperately. 1776 had nothing to do with slavery. 1619 had nothing to do with the founding of this nation. Nothing. Go ahead country that was conceived in 1776 with the ideas of liberty and equality. Um, I think that is, uh, that's All right, unknown. Sarah, th- thank you. Now you can see, in my view, what a complete dunce she is. But she's not alone. Not even close to being alone. From Breitbart again, Democrat Tim Kaine's wife denounces Declaration of Independence. Constitution is fundamental in enshrining slavery. Ann Holton, Wife of U.S. Senator Tim Kaine denounced the Declaration of Independence and Constitution as, quote, fundamental in enshrining slavery. Holton made the comments as Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin's new history standards were approved five to three by the Commonwealth's Board of Education, upon which she sits. Quote, to an audience as inclusive as our Virginia is, you cannot reference the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution as remarkable documents without also acknowledging they are fundamental in enshrining slavery and limiting the protections that they provided to only white property-owning men. Holton also served as Virginia's Secretary of Education. Now you know why. The education of Virginia went to hell. Under former Governor Terry McAuliffe, who tanked his own campaign against Youngkin by making anti-parent remarks regarding the education in Virginia. The history standards were written at least in part to correct disinformation and anti-American propaganda. Injected into the curriculum through the use of critical race theory, something Youngkin ran on during his campaign. But the unveiling of those standards had a rocky start with the initial revision facing severe backlash and rejection by the same school board. Youngkin acknowledged of the initial standards that there were omissions and mistakes Youngkin board appointee Andy Rotherman, who was appointed by the board to the board by Senator Mark Warner when he was governor, 
said that it was good work, but that the document needed improvement and so forth and so on. My point here is what the wife of a sitting United States Democrat senator, Tim Kaine, said. Now, who has done more for the rights and liberties of black Americans? Tim Kaine's wife or Abraham Lincoln? Abraham Lincoln used the Declaration of Independence in the Constitution in speech after speech against slavery and against the Confederacy. He especially used the Declaration of Independence, the core of which was rejected by our most recent Supreme Court Justice Jackson about natural rights when she responded in writing that it hadn't been something she gave much thought to or when it was rejected by Kamala Harris the word life liberty and happiness or when it was rejected by Barack Obama or while it's rejected by every Marxist And every radical. Why? Because it acknowledges God-given rights. Unalienable rights. Here we have a woman who was the head of the Department of Education in Virginia. She's the wife of a sitting senator who sits on an education board because she fills one of the Democrat seats. And she doesn't even understand or comprehend America's founding and the Declaration. But Abraham Lincoln did. And he had oversee the Civil War. He signed the Emancipation Proclamation. And ultimately freed the slaves. In America's bloodiest war, it's not even close. No other country has fought a civil war to end slavery. Not one. But this country. For which we're given no credit. How did slavery appear in America? Where did they come from? Who captured the slaves? How come that's not in the 1619 Project? Who enslaved slaves initially? Who sold them to the British to send to the United States? That's not in the 1619 Project. That's not to make excuses, but you want full history, let's get full history. It's out there. Some brave souls have written about it. The fact of the matter is the Declaration of Independence doesn't just talk about unalienable rights for whites or non-blacks. It doesn't talk about natural rights just for whites or non-blacks. 
It is a document of humanity. Natural rights. You have a right to be free. You have a right to be equal. You have certain rights the government must not must not attempt to control or take from you as a human being. So what Tim Kaine's wife is saying, but that's not what took place early on. She should read the speech that Abraham Lincoln gave in 1858 that I have in one of my books which he says, and I'll just paraphrase it for you. The men who founded our country. Jefferson. Madison. Washington. Franklin. They knew that slavery was wrong. Some of them tried to do something about it. And were unsuccessful. But they wrote that Declaration of Independence as the founding document of this new nation because they knew their progeny, that their children and their grandchildren would have to confront this in the nation that they created. And if you read the Constitution of the United States, which has a specific ending date for the importation of slaves, And later, the Bill of Rights. And later, the Civil War. Lincoln said, that's the nation they created. Mark Levin. You're listening to the best of Mark Levin. Joe Biden has been his entire life a politician. His entire life he has lied. He has schemed. He's a chameleon. When he became a United States Senator at a very young age, he got elected by smearing and lying about his opponent, who'd been a senior Republican senator for a long time. He really didn't want to run again in 1972. He was encouraged to do it by Nixon. And he lost in a very, very close election. Biden won. Biden won because he was bought and paid for by the Delaware State Unions. And he won because his opponent underestimated him. Got elected at the age of 29 and was sworn in at the age of 30. And yes, you can do that. Prior to that, he had served a short stint on the Wilmington City Council. Joe Biden has never worked in the private sector. And yet he says he created 12 million jobs. All of you people who have worked in the private sector or with the private sector, Joe Biden didn't even do that. A guy like Biden, all he does is he spends money, borrows money. Ask any businessman. That doesn't create jobs. It creates debt. Joe Biden has indebted the future of this country for the next hundred years. We've never seen anything like this. We have never seen anything like this. 
But when he gets elected to the Senate, among the first people he gets very, very close to is Robert Byrd. Biden lost much of his family in a car accident. And um, he gets very close to James Eastland, one of the most infamous of the racist segregationists in the Senate. Some of you people watched that movie, Elvis. You saw Eastland in that movie. You didn't like Elvis because Elvis would spend a lot of time with black people and so forth and so on. It's that guy. Joe Biden joined forces with Eastland and Stennis and Byrd and others to fight the integration of public schools. That's what he did. Joe Biden wasn't merely a junior partner in this effort. He was one of the leaders in this effort. He was one of the advocates of this effort. And his quotes are well known, and you've heard them, about an interracial jungle, and he didn't want his kids to attend such schools, and so forth and so on. Joe Biden has said many racist things as a senator, as a vice president, and as a presidential candidate. That's what's between his ears. It's how he thinks. It's what he believes. On the other hand, Joe Biden is first and foremost for Joe Biden. He'll do anything for power and money. Anything. Anything. He'll be anything you want him to be. And he knows that in the modern Democrat Party, that means being Bernie Sanders. While pretending to be a moderate. Joe Biden, when he was 30, 31, 32, 35 years old, was an anti-black racist. Today, to lead the modern Democrat Party, you need to be an anti-white racist. So that's what he is. Joe Biden used to talk about securing the southern border. Joe Biden has done more to destroy American sovereignty and immigration than any American before or now. One of the first things Joe Biden did was he enshrined critical race theory. The, um, that agenda into federal law via unconstitutional executive orders. He destroyed half a century of progress in women's sports by destroying Title IX. He's violated separation of powers by giving away money we don't have, your money, money from your children and grandchildren and generations yet born, to wealthy Americans who have student loans who don't deserve it, had to be struck down by a court, but it's still pending. He refuses to honor the, uh, the Constitution by enforcing, the executive branch enforces our federal immigration laws, defying them every step of the way. 
He's done more to damage the independence of the Supreme Court than any president I can think of since Franklin Roosevelt by attacking them for the Dobbs decision. The independence of the court's been attacked like never before, except Franklin Roosevelt. But among the first things that he did when he came into the presidency was he met with a number of so-called historians. And his question was simple. In so many words, how will I be perceived as the greatest president of all time? How do I create my legacy? Because that's all Joe cares about. Whether he destroys your job, destroys your business, destroys your schools, destroys federal law enforcement, destroys citizenship and national sovereignty, destroys the Constitution, it doesn't matter. What does he do? They told him, go big. Go bigger than FDR. Pack the courts, which is what he's doing now. Open the borders, change the nature of the of the citizenry, demographics, so you'll have a supermajority of Democrats forevermore, as they've done in California. Don't worry about the debts. Don't worry about interest. That'll pass. Nobody will remember it. Create programs, lots and lots of programs. Gut the capitalist system. The private sector should be working in service to the government and its policy demands, not its own economic interests. That's how you become the greatest president of all time. That can be your legacy. Not FDR too, but bigger than FDR, bigger than the great society and the New Deal. That's what you must do. It doesn't take an intelligent person to do these things. In fact, you can be a very stupid person and do these things, as he's demonstrated. So Biden has shifted hard left. Whether he believes in these things or not doesn't matter. When you hear Biden speak, out of one side of his mouth, he talks about unity. Out of the other side of his mouth, he trashes more than half the country. Smears. Character assassinates. In brutal, vicious street language. Because that's all he knows. He's not a substantive man. He's not an intelligent man. He's a schemer. He's a manipulator. And he figures he can say whatever the hell he wants to and do whatever the hell he wants. He's got the media behind him. And unfortunately, the vast majority of Democrats vote Democrat no matter what. No matter what. This is the man who had such a disaster in Afghanistan. This is the man that didn't have the guts to shoot down a communist Chinese spy derringer in the sky. This is the man who's hollowing out the United States military while the Chinese are building up their military 
This is the man that says nothing about the widespread criminality that takes place in our streets under the guy under the uh, auspices, I'll say, of his party, his mayors, his governors. This is a man who acts like January 6th and says is the worst thing since the Civil War. Sickening. Absolutely sickening. Worse than when the Puerto Rican independence movement shot four or five members of the House of Representatives from the gallery. Worse than that. Worse than when the Weather Underground, another extreme appendage of the Democrat Party, blew a bomb up in the Senate. And at the Pentagon, worse than that? Worse than when the Imperial Japan attacked us at Pearl Harbor? Where over 1,800 men lost their lives, it was worse than that? Worse than when the White House was under attack in the summer of 2020 with over 50 Secret Service personnel, uniformed personnel were injured? Where they had to take the president to the nuclear bunker was worse than that? Worse than the assassination of Abraham Lincoln at the end of the Civil War? Worse than the assassination of John Kennedy? Worse than the assassination of Martin Luther King and Robert Kennedy? Seriously? Biden is a demagogue. He's the definition of a demagogue. He's destroying our country. So fast and so quick is his destruction that Barack Obama and Michelle Obama are extremely jealous of him. They thought they would be in charge of destroying the country while raking in hundreds of millions of dollars. The reason there is not a special counsel investigating the Biden crime family is because Washington supports the Biden crime family. If they have to take out Hunter, they'll take out Hunter, but they cannot take out the John Gotti of the Biden crime family. The reason why they're still chasing Donald Trump is because Trump not only successfully stopped Hillary Clinton in her tracks from becoming president of the United States, it's because they fear he has the capability of doing it again, and they're going to do the same to DeSantis. I've been telling you this, you can see it, Mark my words. There are certain Republicans they promote. The Chris Christie's, the Larry Hogan's, the Chris Sununu. Chris Sununu is a strange dude, boy. But that's what they're doing. Asa Hutchison, why? Because they're the Gerald Fords of the Republican Party. They're the Gerald Ford. They're the Susan Collinses of the Republican Party. In other words, they're the kind of Republicans... <clears throat> that want office, that really have no intention of helping to save this country. Mark 
Makes your weekend even better. This is the best of Mark Levin. Joe Biden at the State of Confusion speech. He's mentioned fentanyl for the first time. Cut 20, Mr. Producer, go. Fentanyl is killing more than 70,000 Americans a year. You got it. So let's launch a major surge to stop fentanyl production and the sale and trafficking with more drug detection machines, inspection cargo, stop pills and powder at the border. He acts like he's never been in government. He acts like he's an outsider. He's been in government forever. He's been a senator forever. He's been vice president eight years. He's president of the United States. So let's uh, inspect car. Well, then do it. But as we know, he's Mr. Open Border. Cut 19, Mr. Producer, go. We now have a record number of personnel working to secure the border, arresting 8,000 human smugglers, seizing over 23,000 pounds of fentanyl in just the last several months. We've launched a new border plan last month. Unlawful migration from Cuba, Haiti, Nicaragua, and Venezuela has come down 97% as a consequence of that. But American border problems won't be fixed until Congress acts. If we don't pass my comprehensive immigration reform, at least pass my plan to provide the equipment and officers to secure the border. And a pathway to citizenship for dreamers. Those on temporary status, farm workers, essential workers, here in the people's house, it's our duty to protect all the people's rights and freedoms. Congress must restore the right and the... Little rowdy. Little rowdy, Mr. Producer. Now, we need oil for another decade, ladies and gentlemen, just another decade to get us through all this mess, you know. And so we expect big oil to invest their money, hundreds of billions of dollars, in new refining factories and equipment, in new drilling, which is amazing considering he has most of the United States off limits, just for 10 years. That's all. How Ignorant is this. How ignorant is this? Cut 15, go. Have you noticed Big Oil just reported its profits, record profits? Last year they made $200 billion in the midst of a global energy crisis. I think it's outrageous. Why? They invested too little of that profit to increase domestic production. And when I talk to a couple of them, they say, we're afraid you're going to shut down all the oil wells and all the uh, oil refineries anyway, so why should we invest in them? I said, we're going to need oil for at least another decade. And that's going to exceed (laughs) and beyond that. We're going to need it. Production. 
if they had in fact invested in the production they're laughing at him because he's so pathetic this is a guy that hasn't spent a second of his life in the private sector let alone in oil and that they all know how how to run everything have you noticed that talks about how he's cut the deficit let's go on with this new york post Biden claimed the Inflation Reduction Act is also the most significant investment ever to tackle the climate crisis, lowering utility bills. Truth. Con Edison in New York alone says gas bills will be up 20% this year. Renewables have not been able to keep up with demand and regulations have only driven up the cost of fossil fuels. Claim they invested too little of that profit, you heard him, to increase domestic production and keep gas prices down. Truth. Takes a lot of chutzpah for Biden to claim oil companies haven't drilled enough. He canceled pipelines, would not sign new drilling licenses, and made no secret of the fact that he wanted to drive oil companies out of business. They didn't drill enough? Claim, we pay more for prescription drugs than any major nation on earth. Truth. We also have the most innovation of any nation with access to the latest treatments first. Claim, under my plan, nobody earning less then $400,000 a year will pay an additional penny in taxes. Not one penny. Truth. With the increase in the number of IRS agents, they certainly will. And new minimum rates for corporations will be passed along to all of us, not to mention inflation as a tax. Claim. In the midst of COVID crisis, when schools were closed, let's also recognize how far we've come. Truth. They were closed far too long because teachers' unions were allowed to dictate government policy. And Biden's response to the education crisis, not more charter schools, not a focus on the fundamentals, just more money. Claim public safety defense on public trust, but too often the trust is violated. Imagine what it's like to lose a child at the hands of the law. Truth. While Tyree Nichols is a tragedy, the number of people killed by law enforcement in any year is very small. And almost all of them are armed and in the process of committing a crime. Far more young black men died from gang shootings, something Biden did not mention. Claim. Since we launched our new border plan last month, unlawful migration from Cuba, Haiti, and Nicaragua, and Venezuela has come down 97%. Truth. That number is questionable because it just looked at one week after the new law. But crossings overall are at historically record highs. Today, claim we're in the strongest position in decades to compete with China or anyone else in the world, he says. No, I don't think so. Mr. Balloon Man. No, I don't think so. So this is why I didn't sit down and listen to this, but... Read the transcript, and Mr. Producer pulled clips. We discussed it, and you heard what you heard, what I think you needed to hear. But I thought Sarah Huckabee Sanders was absolutely fantastic. I mean it. When I was doing Levin TV earlier today, this morning, or around noon to be exact, I said to our guys, that was the best reply I'd ever heard or ever seen. Here's a little bit of it. Cut 21, go. I'll be the first to admit President Biden and I don't have a lot in common. I'm for freedom. 
He's for government control. At 40, I'm the youngest governor in the country. And at 80, he's the oldest president in American history. I'm the first woman to lead my state. And he's the first man to surrender his presidency to a woke mob that can't even tell you what a woman is. In the radical left's America, Washington taxes you and lights your hard-earned money on fire. But you get crushed with high gas prices, empty grocery shelves, and our children are taught to hate one another on account of their race, but not to love one another or our great country. Whether Joe Biden believes this madness or is simply too weak to resist it, his administration has been completely hijacked by the radical left. The dividing line in America is no longer between right or left. The choice is between normal or crazy. That's just wonderful. Perfect. Cut 22, go. It's time for a new generation of Republican leadership. Upon taking office just a few weeks ago, I signed executive orders to ban CRT, racism, and indoctrination in our schools. Eliminate the use of derogatory term Latinx in our government, repealed COVID orders, and said never again to authoritarian mandates and shutdowns. Americans want common sense from their leaders. But in Washington, the Biden administration is doubling down on crazy. President Biden inherited the fastest economic recovery on record. The most secure border in history, cheap, abundant, homegrown energy, fast rising wages, a rebuilt military, and a world that was stable and at peace. But over the last two years, Democrats destroyed it all. You see a calm voice, concise, intelligent, really hits home run after home run after home run. I'm serious. Her, Tim Scott, those were the two best I've ever heard. And this is the best I've ever heard. Then finally, cut 23. America is great because we are free. But today, our freedom is under attack. And the America we love is in danger. President Biden and the Democrats have failed you. And it's time for a change. A new generation of Republican leaders are stepping up, not to be caretakers of the status quo, but to be change makers for the American people. We know not what the future holds, but we know who holds the future in his hands. And with God as our witness, we will show the world that America is still the place where freedom reigns and liberty will never die. Beautiful. Now, I also suggested to you that the media would be slobbering all over Joe Biden. They are. MSLSD, the three gruesome commentators there, media analysts, CNN. Wolf Blitzer, I guess they woke him up for this. He was on the Constipated News Network yesterday. And uh, he said this is the best speech I've ever heard from Joe Biden. Now keep in mind, real fact checkers, including us here, we've told you the man lies through his false teeth, and it's constant. But that's okay. Wolf Blitzer has no problem with that. He just thought it was the best. 
Cut 25. Go. You know, Caitlin, uh, I've heard uh, President Biden going back to his 36 years in the U.S. Senate deliver a lot of speeches over the years. I've covered him for many, many years. I've gotten to know him a bit. Uh, I think this was the best speech I have ever heard him deliver. He was passionate. It was extremely well written. He clearly had practiced it. uh, And he, he, he delivered a powerful message to the American people. There you go. A Biden voter and supporter dressed up as a journalist. They call him Wolf Blitzer, for God's sakes. Parents must have hated him. Mark Levin. We're giving you nothing but the best. The best of Mark Levin. There was a hearing today. And at this hearing, the Republicans are trying to get to the bottom of the politicization of the FBI and the Department of Justice and other elements of federal law enforcement in the White House. The Democrats on the committee were running interference. The Democrats on the committee were attacking the Republicans. Not a single Democrat on the committee asked a single question about what the FBI, the Department of Justice, and the others have been doing. Not one. Just as they didn't care about what Twitter had done, they didn't care at all. In yesterday's hearing. So the Democrat Party has made it abundantly clear, as have their Democrat media surrogates, the incredibly dopey and stupid Joe Scarborough and his ilk, that they believe in totalitarian government as long as it's unleashed against people who they do not agree with. So the media believe in totalitarian government. The Democrat Party believes in totalitarian government. Clearly Biden and his spokes idiots believe in totalitarian government. And why wouldn't they? They're the ones in charge of the government, even when they don't win elections. It's really quite amazing. Joe Biden is out there today saying the Republicans still want to destroy Social Security and Medicare. What do the Republicans have to do to demonstrate otherwise? It doesn't matter. It's the big lie. The Democrat Party was founded in hate for America, founded in hate for American principles, and it has continued in that vein ever since. Pushing anti-black racism. Coddling the Klan. Coddling its own bigots and racists and segregationists. Today, embracing Marxism. Attacking the family and parents. Anti-white racism and anti-Semitism. That's the Democrat Party. The Democrat Party has no problem with radical leftists at Twitter or Facebook or Google or the rest, conspiring with the Federal Bureau of Investigation and or other entities and or political operatives to censor information, to advance the cause of the, of the government and the Democrat Party and to interfere in our elections. 
And so the reporting is really quite bizarre. Watching the cackling and the slobbering and the idiocy that is the corrupt American media when serious issues are being dealt with. Serious issues are being dealt with by these committees. And who would expect anything but this? given the participation of the Democrat Party corrupt media in some of the greatest interferences in the American system and American elections known to a free people. Whether it was 2016, whether it was the initiation of a criminal investigation of an innocent president, whether it was the celebration of a corrupt Speaker of the House, who was destroying all the traditions and institutions of that organization. And whether they sit there blithely, and worse, happily, as somewhere near a thousand American citizens have been rounded up and have served time in a horrendous jail system in Washington, the vast majority of whom committed no acts of violence, were charged with or plead to parading and trespassing on government property. Notice how they ran the January 6th committee. There was no effective minority. And here we have the kamikaze Democrats doing everything they can to disrupt, to derail, to degrade efforts by the Republican majority to get to the bottom of the corruption that is our federal government. This will not end well. This will not end well for our culture, for our society, for the people in this country. If the Democrat Party continue to undermine efforts to get to the bottom of the corruption and the abuses of power by the most powerful entities in our government. When people are frustrated, when people have nowhere to turn, when people feel their lives are out of their control, their freedoms are under assault, their ability to speak and learn and gather information is being censored. They don't take it well, particularly if they're red-blooded Americans. Not a single Democrat today on this committee was interested in any answers. Not a single Democrat yesterday. When that committee was looking into the Twitter files, had any interest in what was uncovered. Not one. Not one. The Democrat Party is a kamikaze party. It wants to take down this country. It is the party of the American Marxist. It is the party of the mob. It is the party of unlawfulness. It is the party that despises our founding and embraces critical race theory, embraces the criminalization of parental protests, Embraces charging 
people who disagree with him on issues like life versus abortion. It is a party that would be more than happy to see what conservative voices are left in this country and media platforms, the few that there are, to be shut down and destroyed. It is the party that seeks to put Donald Trump in prison. It is the party that seeks to destroy Ron DeSantis' reputation. It is the party that treats Republicans, even you moderate rhinos out there, as if you're part of some neo-Nazi movement, the MAGA movement. Extreme MAGA, super MAGA. Using the language and the demagoguery of the most vile and heinous fascistic and Marxist regimes in world history. That's their tactic. Republicans want to destroy the country. Don't elect them. They're out to destroy democracy. They're out to destroy Social Security and Medicare. They're out to destroy the middle class. They exist to, to get money into the pockets of big oil and big pharma. That's what the Democrat Party has to say. So Chuck Rassley gives testimony today. He's a man who's 89 years old. He's been around a long time. He's a man of enormous integrity. And none of it's being covered. None of it. If he was a 27-year-old former staffer to Donald Trump who gave testimony with the assistance and direction of Liz Cheney, much of the testimony being false, he would be paraded around as a great patriot. Here in part is what he said today. Cut three, go. Further allegations to my office involved FBI personnel at the Washington field office who improperly ordered information to be closed by the FBI related to Hunter Biden's potential criminal conduct in October 2020, just before the election, even though it was verified or it was verifiable. Other whistleblower disclosures to my office make clear that the FBI has within its uh, possession very significant, impactful, and voluminous evidence with respect to potential criminal conduct by Hunter and James Biden. These disclosures also allege that Joe Biden was aware of Hunter Biden's business arrangements and may have been involved in some of them. We still aren't sure what's been done with this information. That should be an earth-shaking bit of testimony from the longest-serving, I think, senator now in the United States Senate. But it's met with yawns, crickets, and even worse, denunciation by so-called news organizations. Then there's Ron Johnson, who when he appears on Meet the Depressed or other shows, is viciously attacked. 
because frauds, phonies, and fools like Chuck Todd, Democrat front people, they're not interested in facts. Cut four, go. Throughout my testimony, I am not talking about the men and women in government who conduct themselves with integrity and patriotism. But at the outset, it is important to recognize corrupt individuals within federal agencies that I am talking about are not acting alone. They operate as vital partners of the left-wing political movement that includes most members of the mainstream media, big tech social media giants, global institutions and foundations, Democrat Party operatives, and elected officials. As the Twitter files reveal, these actors work in concert to defeat their political opponents and promote left-wing ideology and government control over our lives. Mm -hmm. And they said a lot more, as did other people. And all they were was dismissed, and some witnesses were attacked. As the Republicans tried to get the information out. To a corrupt media that's participated in the whole thing. Whether it's Hunter Biden's laptop, whether it's the classified information subsequently found that Joe Biden had, whether it was Hunter Biden, period, whether it was the lies the Democrat Party and their operatives in the FBI and the Department of Justice have spread, the vile, vicious attacks on parents in this country who were protesting at school board meetings. I still hear people's lives were threatened by these parents. Who? Which one? But that still doesn't give the FBI and the Department of Justice jurisdiction to go after them. It's a local police matter. Somebody knows about that or to contact the local sheriff or the local police chief. Not the anti-terrorism task force or the civil rights division of the Justice Department. Plus, we know it was all an inside game. We all know this. Parents filed freedom of information requests with the federal government. The manner in which you do that is right in the back of American Marxism. And I just want to say this. I want to thank those who've read these books and who've followed the recommendations in these books. When the Tea Party rose, simultaneous with the Tea Party, Liberty and Tyranny came out. The number one conservative book of our generation. In terms of straight nonfiction. The number one. The number two book was the one that came out most recently. American Marxism. Where in the back it's laid out how you file freedom of information requests, how to go after school boards, how to go after teachers unions, legal organizations to contact, how to file complaints with the Internal Revenue Service, and so forth and so on. And you've been doing this. 